0: A fantastic, you know, occasion and my first um, kind of real introduction to the Derby and stuff. It, it was it was superb and I, you know, I loved every second of it. Obviously, apart from that, twenty seconds of swinging my shirt around. Me.
1: <laughs> Hello, everybody, it's me, producer Ross, and welcome to another edition of Ross Meets. This is Series Two, Episode Five. I want to say a big thanks to everybody who has listened to this series so far. Hope you've enjoyed them. And let's get into today's episode and introduce this week's guest. And it's an absolute pleasure to be joined by former Town forward John Stead. It was great to catch up with John about his career and his time at Portman Road. Of course, he's still currently playing with Harrogate Town at the moment, who are playing in the Football League for the first time. So it's good to hear about what he's up to right now. But yes, we spoke about a range of different things during his time of his career from his early days at his boyhood club Huddersfield Town, breaking through the academy there. For making that move to the Premier League, playing for the likes of Blackburn, Sunderland and Sheffield United in the top flight. And it's great to hear his memories of the goals he scored for those clubs and his time playing in the top flight of English football. For making that move to town in 2008, signed by Jim Magilton and going on to score on his town debut. And also scoring against Norwich in the East and Derby and just his memories as a whole during his time at Portman Road. Of course, he went on to our spells at Bristol City, returned to Huddersfield Town, then moving to Bradford City, then on to North County for making that move to Harrogate Town, where he Helped them win promotion to the football league playing at Wembley in an empty Wembley, which was very, very interesting for him. His first experience playing at Wembley as well. Unfortunately, with no fans in attendance. He also mentioned Roy Keane because he played under Roy twice, firstly at Sunderland and then at Town. And it's just great to hear his relationship with him. But let's get into it then, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much um, for tuning in and uh, thanks to John for speaking to me. I won't ramble on anymore. Let's get into the episode. Let's go. Well, John, thank you very much for joining me on the Ross Meets podcast. Um, how have you been doing during these current times? I know you're now at Harrogate Town, of course, now in the Football League for the first time. Um, so how has that been going so far?
0: Uh, yeah, it's been good. Uh, lockdowns, obviously, Um Difficult. I think it's it's probably a little bit easier for myself, seeing as my kids are still at school, so you know their routine hasn't changed too much apart from all the other stuff that they normally do after school has has been put on hold. And for me personally, I'm still training and um, and we're still fortunate enough to still be playing games. So we've um, yeah we've we've been really lucky actually. We've not you know touch wood. We've not had any outbreaks with any of the players or anything. So we've managed to um you know continue playing right, right right through um the beginning of the season so so yeah we're lucky in that respect um as, as a whole as a club we're, we're doing all right we had a fantastic start to the season and then i'd say probably the last um sort of two weeks we've had a little bit of a stutter up i think we've had a couple of draws and, and a few a few defeats and um i think we're just kind of realizing that you know it, it is a step up and and it is a a tough thing to do to go from the national league up to the football league, and and we're we're working out to make sure we keep moving forward.
1: Definitely. Well, we'll get to um, how you got back to the football league, um, but I want to go to the beginning of your career. Um, I always start off this podcast to uh, you know the beginning of John Stead, Basically, um, did you always want to play football? Did you have any family members who sort of got you into football? You just loved playing from early age.
0: Um, I, well, I think as you look at the kids playing now at sort of five, six, seven years old, I think in that respect, I was quite late um, to come to football, really. Um, I didn't start playing Sunday League until uh, I think it was under 11s. So um, before then, I, I was a keen swimmer. Um, and that kind of took up most of my time, mornings before school and, and then after school as well. And I wasn't I wasn't in a, an environment at home, which was, you know, a real football in, in household, really. My dad's more into Motorsport and uh, Formula One and and that sort of stuff. Um, so yeah, it wasn't really on the cards. And then parents got divorced, and my stepdad came on the scene, and he was football mad. So yeah. um, he just kind of started pushing me towards football. Started playing a little bit, and from sort of the old age of age of eleven, um, you know, re- really took to it and enjoyed it. And from there, it went quite quickly through to playing for the sort of town academies, and then and then up into the first team. So um, yeah, a, a late starter, but um glad I did. Yeah.
1: Well, you're always a striker, of course, you know, when you're a kid, you just, you know, that's one position, everyone plays, you know, up front, so were you always a striker?
0: I, I was for the majority of my youth, youth career yeah, um, coming up through Huddersfield I had a little brief spell playing left wing back which okay. is a bit of a random position but yeah. um, with with our system we didn't have most academies will have an under 17s and an under 19s um, because of numbers we only had a 19 so of course when I was coming out of school at 16 and, and going into the academy setup, up um, it was very difficult to break into the team and I was decent on my left foot and we were missing a left, a left um, side of player so I managed to get you know, plenty of games just by basically fitting in a position that was available. So um, it probably helped my left foot over the years as well. So, um, yeah. so yeah, it worked out quite well.
1: It must have been good for yourself to, you know, be playing for your hometown club. You know, a lot of people love doing that. So, uh, you know, unfortunately, your debut season at the club saw relegation. Um, to was it League Two back then? The divisions have changed yeah. so much now, and yeah, uh... it was. Uh,
0: well, we got with Division Two, wasn't it? Down yeah. to Division Three. yeah,
1: yeah um so uh,
0: it was tough yeah. tough it was a tough obviously a tough year um it wasn't just down to me starting my professional career that we got relegated by the way it was, okay, <laughs> no. It was all, down. It wasn't all no down no, no of course me. not no. <laughs> but um yeah it was a, it was it was sort of a baptism of fire really thrown yeah. straight into the professional um game into into the men's game and you know, we went through everything that season with administrations and um, relegation and stuff. It, it was tough, but I still managed to play, I think, 30, 35 games, which obviously helped me in the long run and gave me some experience at, at that level.
1: Definitely. And then you know, the following season, you know, you're playing in the third division. Um, you're scoring goals and then uh, a Premier League club comes calling. Um, did you Did you think that would ever happen, you know, early then? You know, did you, was there interest in you even in the early days?
0: Um, no, it all came quite quickly, actually. And was, like you say, I was scoring regular up to Christmas. I think I got 15 or 16 goals before the new year. And, um, I, I knew that there was teams coming to watch, but there was never any contact or any, any club that had reached out and spoke to myself or my agents. So we, we were just ca- sort of carrying on and expecting to finish the season. And then right towards the end of January, Blackburn... Um, had an offer accepted, and, and and Peter Jackson, the manager, told me that the club had accepted it, and he and he thought it was a fantastic opportunity for me, and you know didn't want me to leave, but um, you know he, he was the type of guy that wouldn't stand in a in a player's way, and and yeah, and, I, and suddenly I was at Ewood Park watching them play against uh, Chelsea on a on a Sunday Sunday afternoon, and and met the manager Graham Souness in in sort of a stairwell after the after the final whistle, and and had a chat with him, and and kind of signed there and then, and I was the following weekend I was starting in, in, in the Premier League so in the space of um, you know just a well less than a week um, I'd gone from you know like a division three right up to the Premier League so it was quite um, quite a whirlwind really and a, and a quick quick turn of events
1: Yeah Was it still nice to um you know help you know Huddersfield you know that in the end of that season they still they got promoted and I think you got still got a playoff winner's medal didn't you and stuff like that so that must have been good
0: Yeah it was brilliant yeah because I mean obviously like you said at my hometown club and for them to go on that journey and even though that I left halfway through it it, they still you know achieved the objective and it 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 probably felt better for me then I didn't feel like I was abandoning them mid-season as much because we still still got to the playoffs got to the playoff final and I was there to watch that and and like you say got a medal and stuff as well so it was it it worked out well for everybody
1: definitely and you know, you know, on the top flight and Graham Sunez is your manager. He said you met him in a stairwell. Um, what was he like as a manager? Of course he's got the reputation and, you know, as a player he was very successful. Um so yeah, first thoughts on him.
0: He, he was brilliant with me. Yeah. I mean he obviously he was very he was very firm, um, obviously quite a commanding figure and somebody that kinda, of, you know, straight away demands your respect and, and you kind of you kinda of give it to him, you know, because of, of what he'd done as a player and and the way the way he carries himself is, um, yeah. But he, he was fantastic with me, and obviously, he, he brought me in and given me that opportunity to go and play at that level and on that stage. So you know, I'm I'm forever grateful for that, really. And and uh, yeah, the whole time I was there, I had a, a really good relationship with him, and and was was sad to see him leave. Definitely.
1: Then um, I just got your stats up here. Of course, you scored on your debut, your Premier League debut. So what a day for you! Um, I just got your stats up here quickly. You were playing Boston United for Huddersfield in the January, and then in front of nine thousand fans, and then playing Middlesbrough at the Riverside in front of twenty plus thousand. So that must be a massive experience. You know, you're still young at that stage. I think you're only twenty, maybe twenty-one years old. So you know, what's your what' your memories of that day. What an op- what a you know day to you know to start off your Premier League appearance scoring.
0: Yeah, it was it was incredible. I mean, I was just yeah. surprised I was even playing. Yeah. To be fair, on the Friday, obviously, he told us that I'd be starting. I think me and Paul Gallagher started up front. Yeah. Um, and, uh, he, you know, he was, he was dropping the likes of Andy Cole and Dwight York, you know, to play us two. So it was quite a, a shock to the system. And, and uh, yeah, to to score, obviously, on your debut was amazing. We ended up winning 1-0. The goal was in front of, um, in front of the travelling supporters as well. So it was... Yeah, very special occasion. I I've, I've still got photos of the celebration stuff stuff up uh, in in the house, and it was it was a big day for me, um, and and one that obviously I've got you know really fond memories of.
1: Yeah. Of course, you mentioned two strikers there, Andy Carroll and Dwight York. You know what a what a strike force you know Blackburn had really. Then you know two you know veteran strikers who have won the Premier League with May Night and stuff. So you know that must have been great for you as a young kid to. Once a kid, but you know, young lads, you know, yeah. playing your first season in the Premier League and having them in training and helping you out.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, obviously, a little bit starstruck when I first yeah. got there, yeah. um, sitting in the dressing room with, with with like you say, the, those kind of names. But they were both brilliant. Um, yeah. I think Andy Cole was 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 a lot quieter, a very different character to Yorkie, but still somebody that if you approached him and asked him questions, he would be more than happy to you know to give you advice and go through things and. And uh, he was brilliant in that respect. And, and York, he just, well, he's, he's like everybody sees him, you know, smiling smile on his face, enjoying every every day of life, um, you know, re- a really bubbly character in and around the dressing room. So they were very, they were probably contrasting in their actual characteristics, but they were both very vital for me um, to, to get tips from.
1: Definitely. And of course, you know, you went on to score a few more goals yeah. that debut yeah. season, you know straight away after your next game was against Newcastle and you scored there in your home debut so that must have been you know fantastic
0: yeah it was amazing I think mm. that was 1-1 um, mm. I managed to slide in right at the back post on a, on a cross um, I think you'll have to check but I'm not sure I think they were winning and it might have been the equaliser so to come away with a draw um, and then for me personally I managed to persuade Alan Shearer to give me his shirt as well yeah. so it was great to to get his shirt and, and obviously I've you know, still got that now um, so yeah n- a nice memento to take away from the game obviously a, a, a striker and a player that I obviously admired for years and years um, so yeah it was amazing to, to share a, a pitch with him and then to get his shirt was even better.
1: Definitely you know you went on to score as I said small goals um Aston Villa, Villa Park, you know, you scored against Fulham as well in a, a seven-goal thriller, 4-3 win against them. Um, a goal against Everton at Goodison Park and then your final goal that season was against Man United in a 1-0 win. Um, what's your memories for them goals?
0: Yeah, well, I, I can remember everyone. one. The, <laughs> um, the, the Villa one was a, was a half-volley off a corner. Um, I remember the one at Goodison. Um, I think we won that game 1-0 as well. So, and then every time I went back to Goodison, I've been there three times and, and scored each yeah. time. So it was a, it was a good ground for me. And um, the Fulham one, um, a volley in the sort of last five minutes, a little knockdown from Andy Cole. Um, I think to be fair, um I I should have done better with it, but it managed to scramble underneath him and go in. Um, and then obviously the winner against United, which was um, just a very you know special thing for me and my family. Me, my, my stepdad's a massive Man United fan and, and was at the game obviously and. Um, you know, I had lots of family there. It was a, a really special day. So, you know, it topped off in a, an incredible season, really.
1: Definitely. The next season, unfortunately, I'm sorry to say this, the goals dried up, you know, the cliche. Um, yeah. You only scored two goals that season. The one against Everton, of course, and then a goal against Birmingham. Uh, Mark Hughes came in, um, once again, a, a big name. Um, last The previous season, you know, Blackburn just avoided relegation. Um, going into that season, you know, what was the... You know what was Mark Hughes like as a manager?
0: Uh, well, I just didn't really get on with him. Yeah. I think there was just um, he obviously wanted his own players in as well, which you'd expect from a new manager coming in. You know, strikers are normally a position that they like to have their their own targets and they've got their own take on things. So, um, you know, I wasn't playing poorly, but I wasn't hitting the back of the net enough. So, I could, so you know, you could understand why I wasn't playing as much. I tried a few times to get out on loan, but. Um, but he wouldn 't allow it, so it was it was um yeah it was a t- it was a tough time it was a very a uh, difficult character for me to kind of um gauge and and strike up a relationship with um i think a few people have said the same regarding him, so that you know that 's just his 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 way of working and and his kind of um Character so it it was tough and then yeah managed managed then obviously to to get away from the club and and up to Sunderland where things <laughs> kind of went from bad
1: to worse really I suppose <laughs> yeah and yeah you, yeah Sunderland was next and Mick McCarthy was in charge you know of course a notable name at town you know for the you know spell here he had at the club but um yeah what was Mick McCarthy like definitely a different character to Mark Hughes yeah
0: absolutely yeah I mean he was yeah very. Very open, straight talking. You know, there was there was no um, hiding from the fact if he was happy or or displeased with anything that he did. He was very straight, and and, which is you know what I like. Um, Again, for me up there, it was a tough time. Work scoring, we were as a side we, we were sort of losing every week. It was a really tough. Um, spell for the football club, not just myself, and uh, yeah, Mick had been chasing me for a, for a couple of years. I think he was looking at me while I was at Huddersfield, and and um, so yeah, it was a shame it didn't work out. So obviously, when a manager chases you for that long, you, you want to kind of repay that that faith and and um, that support that they've shown, and it, it didn't quite work out for us uh, for me up there or, or Mick. So it was a yeah, it was a difficult spell.
1: Definitely. I just want to mention two players who um, signed the same summer as you um who once again links with town kelvin davis and tommy miller um you know did you get along with them too
0: yeah brilliant. yeah i'm still still good pals with tommy um yeah. He, yeah great lad kel um he well he had a he had a tough time up there like like myself really um you know he'd, he'd come as a very good goalkeeper but you know mistakes and and didn't have a great time, so it was, um, yeah, it was a tough season for us all. But both of them, you know, fantastic lads, um, and and, and enjoyed spending their time with them and sharing the dressing room and the pitch with them,
1: definitely. And of course, um, relegation from the Premier League, and then Roy Keane comes in as manager. Um, what was your reaction when that first happened? You know, Roy Keane coming in,
0: I was excited, obviously. Yeah. Roy Keane's a you know a legend of the game, isn't he? So it was um yeah, it was a real thrill to, to hear that it he was coming in. Obviously knew new type of character he was on the pitch and so you're a little bit cautious thinking that, that could be the way he is um off the pitch as well. But um yeah, re- really excited and, and was was raring to, to see him.
1: Definitely and uh, unfortunately, you know, you only played a few times under him. Um of course you went on to play under him at which as well. Um you got loaned out to Derby um and um, was it just he wasn't wanting to play you? Was he just not favouring you at all?
0: Yeah, that was it really. Just yeah. a case of you know he had, he had other players that were ahead of me in, in the pecking order, and he, and he made that clear. And which is which is great because at least you know where you stand. And he, he said, "Look, I think it's a good idea if you can get you out on loan." So I went down and met with Leicester. Uh, I was looking to possibly go there, and then met with um, Derby as well, just to to get a scope of the managers and and. And both clubs to make sure I picked the the right place that was going to be best for me and, and chose Derby and, and had a really good time there. I like the manager Billy Davis, very intense guy, but um, but one that I, I liked working for. Um, yeah, it, it turned out to be a good little spell for me, and off the back of that, obviously um, got me moved to Sheffield United. So it, you know, it, it it was a good time and it, and it worked well for me.
1: Definitely, and you know, you're back in the top flight, and uh, Neil Warnock is the man in charge. Um, Another. Interesting character in football. Um, what's he like?
0: Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. I've gotten really well with him. Obviously, like you say, he's, he's an, an absolute character. Yeah. Um, you know, the stuff that he'd, he'd come out with and the, the, uh, the sometimes the fun and games that went on in training and stuff. But as as a as a guy who can get the best out of players, then I don't think you can you can look um, much further than him. Really, I think his his record, especially. Um, with his promotions and and how he's worked with players that are maybe not the biggest names in football, but he seems to get you know real good um, performances out of them. And then it, it speaks volumes for him as a as a person and a, and a man manager. So he yeah he did that with me because obviously I'm coming off the back of a couple of years of real disappointment and wondering you know which which way is my career going to go next? Um, and he got the best out of me and I was back scoring regular for that second um, part of the season under him, which was which was great.
1: Yeah, of course. Um... One of the goals you scored for Sheffield United was on a return to Blackburn, so that must have been interesting.
0: Yeah, it was. It was. Um, yeah, it was only a little tapping. It was yeah. about two or three yards out, but um, yeah, there was no celebration or anything because obviously, I you know, I had a wonderful time at Blackburn, and uh, yeah, it was a uh, it was a strange scenario because it had not really happened to me before. That it was the first time in my career that I'd that I'd had to deal with something like that. But um, but yeah, it was it was still nice to score. I'm not to really lie.
1: Yeah. And um, unfortunately, you suffer relegation with Sheffield United. Uh, that must be a bit disappointing. You know, you're back in the Premier League and you're now going to have to go back to the Championship. Um, what do you think was going on that season? Do you think just, it was just time up Sheffield United? Uh, it,
0: it was a tough year. I mean, there was all yeah. the stuff with the Tevez um, <laughs> scenario that year and, and obviously West Ham going and winning on the last day of the season away at Man United. And, um, you know, Tevez, I think, scored the goal as well. And it... Obviously, found out that he shouldn't have even been there. So, it was, it was a tough one to take, really. And, and to top it off, then obviously one left as well. He, he kind of resigned and walked away from the club. So, it was, it was a real turn of events from what was thinking we were going to be safe and was going to be a real kind of great escape job. And, and everybody would be really happy. It turned into a, a difficult summer. Uh, and obviously, then big changes again at the club. So, it was, um, yeah, a strange one.
1: Yeah. And then, um, of course, another big name, then became manager of Sheffield United, Brian Robson. Um, once again, had an amazing career. Management, not so much. But uh, what was he like as a manager?
0: Um, he was all right, really. Just very quiet, really. I don't. I didn't really get to know him. Um, he kind of kept himself to himself. Um, didn't obviously have a, a great time at Sheffield United, and wasn't really there that long. So um, yeah, he, he, I don't have anything bad to say about him. But I don't. I didn't really get to know him, if I'm honest. Yeah,
1: definitely. Of course, the next move was to, to town. And um, how did that sort of move come about?
0: Um, again, very quickly. My um, agent had had a call from from Jim Majilton um, and sort of said, Look, you'd like to bring me down um, and sign down there. So it was literally as quick as that, really. I, obviously, I'd, I'd, I'd been very aware of the, the way that Jim's side had been playing. Um, you know, re- a really good, attractive passing, you know, possession type. Football and it was something that I wanted to be involved in and and I was obviously looking to play more regular games after after not featuring much in that second season at Sheffield United. So yeah, all it all worked perfect Um, and I came down uh, signed. Well, it was kind of on loan, I think at first it was always going to be a permanent but i think because of the timing with it or something to do with the paperwork it was just a case of oh, it's on loan but it's 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 a permanent from from the off really it just had to go through that way so um so yeah i was i was delighted and and, and obviously moved down there and i found living there in fact i lived just outside i lived um towards burris and edmunds okay um so it was, yeah a lovely part of the world and, and really enjoyed really enjoyed it down there yeah
1: well, sure, you know, memories, your first, you know, few days, you know, in training, you know, we'll speak about Jim Jilton first, you know, what was Jim like as a manager? Of course, a legend at the club for what he did. Um, and now he's, you know, the manager at the club. He
0: was, he was brilliant. It was, it was good with me. Um, he obviously he brought me to the club, which he's always... You know, when you're at a club and then a manager comes in and you're always wondering whether, you know, if, if, if he fancies you as a player and, and, you know, with him not being your sign, with you not being his signing. Uh, so for, for a manager to go and pay money for him, and bring you there, obviously, you know, it gives you that boost straight away. And the training facilities were fantastic. You know, all the training pitches and stuff were, were superb. Um, they had to stay in, um, you know, put us up in a nice hotel and, and you know, it, it was fantastic. And him as a manager, uh, you know, really very intense, very, you know, at times could fly off a handle very, very quickly and get very angry, but um, it was, you know, on the other side of it as well, he'd he put his arm round you and, and give you plenty of um, praise when things, you know, when you're doing things right, so he, he was the perfect character really, um, it was good.
1: Who um, who helped you sort of settle, you know, in your first few weeks, you know, Alan Quinn, you know, he was at the club at the time, and you know, you played with yeah. him at Sheffield United, so... Which sort of helped you? Of course, Tommy Miller yeah. as well.
0: Yeah, Tommy, yeah, so Tommy was obviously um, living down there, so you know, you know, my my girlfriend had, had spoke to his missus and stuff as well, so they helped us settle a little bit. And yeah, Tommy was there, Quinny was there. There was some good characters in in the in the dressing room. You know, Ben Thatcher was there, who was a real <laughs> character, um, you know, funny guy. And there was, there was some some really good lads. So it was it was quite easy. You know, it wasn't a difficult place to go and settle in. It was a, a good dressing room. We had a good bunch um and the uh, like I said, the facilities and and all the arrangements that were set up for you down there were, were first class.
1: Okay. And um of course you went on to score on your debut. Um so that must have been good to get off the mark straight away um against Reading in a 2-0 win. Uh yeah, I'm trying to think of that one. <laughs>
0: I'm sure I can remember that was it at home
1: or away. As at home. It's 20 uh, yard, 20 yarder.
0: Left foot. I think so, yeah. Yeah, left foot cutting on it from the side. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I do remember it. Yeah, I was trying, I was thinking of it was similar to a Blackpool goal I scored yeah. as well, a left foot, which was straight after kick off. But yeah, um, yeah, I do remember it. Yeah, so it was yeah, well, good. So it was good to get off off um, off as, onto the score sheet as quick as you can for a new club, and and um, yeah, it worked well for me there. And to be fair, I, did, I had a decent return for the for the seasons. I was there. I was quite pleased with my. Um, Performances and, and felt like I, um, you know, contributed to, to some some good moments.
1: Definitely, you know, you went on to, you know, as you said, you did score a few good amount of goals. Um, you went on to score a few more that season, um, thirteen in total. So that must have been a, a good return for you after a few, you know, years of not scoring as many. Um, you used to love scoring against QPR for the club. That's one thing, Richard, you always loved scoring against QPR. Is that just? Yeah, I did yeah, yeah yeah. I don't know why that is. Yeah. I
0: don't know why. Um I can remember. When I scored one, I think I only came on for the last ten minutes of the game and scored two, and we and we won two I you know, Like it was a night match. Yeah. Um. I always remember that one because um, I had i had like two. My me, me cousin and my brother were down to watch the game, um, and we were planning to go out in Cambridge after the, <laughs> after yeah. the match. So we obviously, played the game. I was buzzing because I'd come on and scored two, and we'd won. And I was thinking, oh, brilliant! we will probably be off on Wednesday now, yeah. so obviously it means I could have a few more beers on the Tuesday night. But we ended up, because I'd not started the game, I still had to come in training <laughs> on the Wednesday. So, so because my brothers and that had come down, we, were, we still had to go out. So we went all the way up to, um, up to Cambridge, went out, and then my brother drove me back in the morning and I'd got back to training for nine o'clock to train. I was very, well, I was very red-eyed and um, probably not in a, a great state to train, but uh, I thought, I'm going to have after that. Performance
1: and, and to get the result like that, and my brothers have come all the way down the farm, not wasting it. So I went <laughs> definitely, and uh, I want to, of course, bring up another very notable goal. I mean, uh, East Anglian derby against Norwich. Um, someone recently posted it on Twitter. I saw you comment on it and saying, "Oh, look at this clown celebrating like that." <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, I know. Well, cause that's what, that's first, first and last time I ever took my shirt off. Yeah. I couldn't believe I'd done it. So yeah, when I when I'd seen it back and and saw me take my top off and I was swinging it round my head, it was a bit a bit embarrassing. But um yeah, a, a good result. Was it three? Did we win three nil or three one that? Three two. Three two was it, yeah. yeah. So yeah, um yeah, a fantastic, you know, occasion and my first um kind of real introduction to the Derby and stuff. It it was it was superb and I you know, I loved every second of it, obviously apart from that. 20 seconds of swinging the shirt around
1: there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, unfortunately, that is the, that's a, a horrible stat, but that's the last time we've actually beaten Norwich in the derby, which is just wow. it is just dreadful. It's not a, a thing we like to mention much, but um, you know, so yeah, it's not not I'm great. Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: Um, of course, that was um a game that Giovanni Dos Santos scored in as well. Um, I don't know if yeah. you remember much about him, like what a player yeah. he was. Superb.
0: Yeah, we got him on didn't we, from Tottenham? Yeah. Yeah, he was yeah, he was he was different class, yeah. You could see um, you know, his his talent. Um he was a really nice kid as well, you know, not not like big time or anything you'd expect, you know, sometimes coming from a from a big club like that. you know, young talent, but he was yeah, he, he was he was superb. Did he go out and play in the States as well?
1: Yeah, yeah. He's back in Mexico now, I think. Is
0: he? Right. Yeah, yeah he was a good player, very good. Him him and uh Andros Townsend, we got him as well, yeah. didn't we? From, he he was very good as well.
1: Yeah, you, got, you can look back at all the lone players we've had in the last few years and a lot of them have gone on to play regularly in the Premier League. It's just unbelievable. Yeah. Now, of course, we're in League One. It's uh, very much different. Um, yeah. Of course, Jimmy Jilton got sacked after the Norwich game, which, is, which was strange to everybody. Um, what was your reaction? Of course, I've spoken to a few players who played during that time and you, know, you, you all found out basically when everyone else really found out because it all came up on Sky Sports and stuff
0: yeah that was it, I didn't have any idea no, it was all um, yeah just a, a shock really, and yeah not normally you get a little you know either the club secretary or you know the chairman would speak to the players sometimes and let them know what's happening, but yeah, it was we just kind of saw it when everybody else did, so yeah it was a shock
1: yeah. and then uh Roy Keane was then appointed manager um the second go around for you uh, what' was your reaction when he was appointed?
0: Uh, well, I told me missus to pack a bag. To be honest, <laughs> we better um, see how secure this uh, tenancy agreement is on the property we were renting. We were, yeah, obviously, yeah. Joking aside, I was obviously thinking, you know, that's, that's not great news for me. I've having, um, you know, worked for him before and known that he doesn't really rate me or as a player, or you know, and he, he might be looking to move me on. And I was quite, I was quite happy and settled there. So, yeah, it was a little bit unnerving. Um, and when he came in, again, I think the inevitable was coming. But I actually had a really good relationship um, towards the end of Ipswich, and when I was leaving, and he was, um, he was brilliant with me as as I was moving on to to Bristol, and and um, looked after everything. And um, you know, we left on good terms, so it, it was okay actually in the end.
1: Definitely. Or oh, when well, of course you scored. In his debut game in a three nil win, the last game at Ninian Park, and you're the last player, senior player, to score there. So that's a nice little stat for you to have.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, I, I saw that um, a few years ago. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's a nice one to have, I suppose. Um, Cardiff, so I've been a team. I've always scored quite regularly against Cardiff as well. So yeah, it was a nice a nice way to 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 finish that, and obviously good to get a goal on on the first game for a new manager, you're hoping things will change, but. <laughs>
1: They didn't. No. And um, I want to bring up. This isn't a great memory, really, but um, I think this is your only red card of your career, possibly. Yeah. Um. Of course, against Crystal Palace. Um. You know, a straight red, and you know, I think Roy Keane was not happy about this red card. Um. What's your memories of that game? And the tackle was on Freddie Sears, who, of course, is now at the club. Yeah. Um, so yeah. <laughs>
0: I, I can remember it. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a it was a strong tackle, but I didn't think I didn't think at all it was a red card. Um, and everybody kind of thought the same, especially obviously the Gaffer and stuff. Obviously, you know, some of the tackles that he's made probably during his career, he, he thought it wouldn't even be a yellow. But we, um, yeah, me, me only red card. Well, in fact, I had two last season while I was okay. at, um <laughs> well, <laughs> So I, I'd had one in my whole career, and then I got two last season, which was a bit strange. That just must be the standard referee in the National League, so I'm not going to comment on that. It wasn't my fault. Um, but anyway, yeah, so... Yeah, it's just a strong challenge, and we appealed um, the, uh, the decision, um, and then we ended up, because we appealed it, we ended up getting an extra game, so I ended up with, <laughs> with a four-match ban. <laughs> Um But to be fair, the gaffer was brilliant, and said, you know, I don't think we had many midweek games as well, so it worked out nearly four weeks before I could play again. Um, and he, he said to me, no, you're all right for a week. You can get yourself away. So me and me and my missus went, went away for a week. So it was it was brilliant, to be fair. That's
1: good. I've um, got your stats up here. You know, you actually played, didn't you, after the Crystal Palace game and you scored twice against QPR? Because um, that was on Boxing Day, the Crystal Palace game. So it's like, oh, <laughs> you're getting, you know, after Christmas, you think, yep, going to have a good game. And then, yeah, you're getting red carded. And then, yeah, you played QPR the next game. And then that's when you had the four-match ban.
0: Yeah, that's it. So once you once you're making the appeal, you can still play before yeah. you actually get your decision through. So yeah, nice to play one more game before. Yeah.
1: And um, of course, you you came back and you played a few times, um, and then of course you got loaned out to um, Coventry. Um, did Roy just sort of say, "Yep, yeah, uh, you know, I think I'm I'm looking somewhere else"?
0: Yeah, a similar conversation really that we had at, at Sunderland. It was um, a very similar situation, and you know, I can't guarantee you getting. You know, lots of lots of minutes at the minute. So if you want to go out on loan, then then we think that's a good idea. So yes, yeah, so I I went up there to Coventry and, and played and, and and enjoyed it up there as well. I think I was there a couple of months and got sort of ten or fifteen games under my belt um, and came back better for it. And then and then obviously got the move to Bristol.
1: Yeah, you um you scored one more goal for town when you returned against Bursar in a three-one win. Did you feel possibly something you know could be happening here because you played a few more games after that? Um. But did you? Yeah. Was it still right on the wall that? Yeah, you're going to be going.
0: Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think. I think we we both knew really. Um. Obviously, I, whenever I was called upon, or you know, I knew I wasn't really wanted at the club. But at the same time, if if I was needed for any specific games or anything, I made sure I was ready and and obviously did. Um. Did the the best that I could during the games, and I think in the end, even when I went to Bristol, I think um, I think I played just before against might have been against um was it against
1: it was actually against <laughs> bristol city
0: <laughs> was it against bristol city yeah it Basket. was yeah yeah, right, yeah so I've seen it. i played played that game and then then moved pretty much straight after and um yeah it was a weird one because i'd been and done my medical and everything at, at bristol city and came back to training and the gaffer was ringing asking where i was um so i don't know whether the, the communication wasn't great between um between Roy and, and the chairman, or, or what what? I don't know. But I was told I could go and speak to them, and then the gaffer didn't know I was there, so it was a, a strange uh, a strange scenario. But I ended up moving, and like I say, left on 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 brilliant terms with with the gaffer, and and, um, and it, you know everything was fine.
1: Definitely, and yep, you went to Bristol City, and um, you were because back then the transfer window was sort of really all over the place you know you players could sign because you signed in September you know now of course there's the deadline day and all that jazz but mm-hmm. back then it definitely the yeah. a championship players were signing yeah. left right and centre you know you signing in September Um, you know you, you signed the same summer as Brett Pittman who um yeah. of course uh, you know went and had a spell at town uh, what was he like
0: he was good he was, was a good goal scorer he yeah. was um, yeah he was he was just a predator really yeah. you know he'd been scoring regularly and and me and him played, um, you know, quite a bit together. Uh, but a, a good lad who lived, lived very close to me in Bristol, actually, so I used to see him a lot. Um, but, yeah, he's, um, but he's still going now, isn't he? He's, yeah. he's had a good career as well.
1: Yeah, and, um, of course, another player, Cole Scuse, was at the club. He's boyhood club and, you know, he's still at town now. Um, did he help you settle in at the time?
0: Yeah, he was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Scuse, yeah, great lad. Um, you know, a real leader, um, you know, a complete professional um, yeah, he he was superb. Um, spent a lot of time with him, uh, you know, away from the club and stuff. So yeah, he he was he was brilliant. I'm glad he's still doing so, you know, playing, uh, you know, and uh, he's had a very 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 good career. Um, and that's purely down to his ability, but his professionalism as well. You know, a, re- a real top pro.
1: Were you sort of happy that you were able to settle at a club? Because, you know, you, you've had a few years, you know, a few seasons here and there at different clubs. But, you know, you spent three years at Bristol City, so that must have been good for you to be able to settle. You know, you know. of course, your your girlfriend, probably your wife now, I bet she was pretty happy that you finally found somewhere to sort of settle for a few years.
0: Yeah, definitely, yeah. Because, I mean, me, my first um, daughter was, was born, I think, three weeks before we went to Bristol. Yeah. So... She was born in Bury St Edmunds and then obviously we had to move over there. So it, it wasn't the easiest of times for us as a family, obviously moving over there with a with pretty much a newborn and and a new club, you know, not round the corner either, right across to Bristol, and still a long way from all our family in Huddersfield. So it was, um, yeah, it was it, it was a, a, a tough transition, but once we got settled in after a couple of couple of months, we were living in Party Said, which is just just outside Bristol, and and you know, a really nice sort of. Um, it's like a harbour village, really, like, right on on the water. And it yeah, it was, it was superb. We, you know, I had a good time there. Managers came and went, but I still managed to stay quite regular in the team um, for the full time I was there. So you know, I've got a fantastic relationship with the with the Bristol supporters and, and the club as a whole. So it was a, yeah, it was a good spell for me.
1: Definitely. Unfortunately, you know, you suffer relegation during your time there. Um, but then you then return to your boyhood club of Huddersfield
0: yeah back to Huddersfield. yeah we'd, we'd kind of planned that and you obviously my contract was, was would be running out uh and we we had a property in huddersfield which we were renovating and stuff so it was always kind of the plan to move back move the family back home um and then it just turned out that huddersfield um were interested in taking me back which which obviously worked out perfectly i'd been in discussions uh with barnsley and, and a few other clubs but you know with Huddersfield being being keen, um, and for me to get back there was was a perfect fit, really. And although it didn't work out too great, didn't didn't play that many games. Um, you know, it was it was still great to be back home.
1: Definitely, you know, you went on to have loan spells at Oldham and Bradford City. It was um very interesting to me when I was looking into this. I thought you were actually at Bradford permanently at, at first, but then I looked and went, actually, no, you were at loan on, at Bradford. And, um, of course, Phil Parkinson was the manager. And, of course, we have got to mention the FA Cup heroics. Um, I remember, you know, watching that and going, wow, you know, Bradford City going to Chelsea, Um, you know, 4-2 win, you scored uh, twice, didn't you? It
0: was twice? Uh, one. One, set, Yeah, set, yeah. Just one, yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, some, you know, sum up that game. You know, you, Bradford of course went on to get reach the quarter-finals that year, which is a fantastic feat for a League One side. Um, so yeah, sum up the Chelsea game in general because you played against Chelsea. You know, at Stamford Bridge before as a player in the Premier League for you know Blackburn, Sunderland, and probably Sheffield United. And I think you even played for Richwich um, in the yeah, FA Cup FA as well. Club. Yeah. 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 So. We
0: we'll, we lost that. Alex Bruce card, didn't we? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Well, it's it's quite hard to sum it up. Really, I still don't really know how it happened. Um, It was, uh, yeah, just one of those. You know, I know it's very cliche, but the magic of the FA Cup. It, you know, we were involved in it. It was um, one of those games where everybody, to a man, you know, we, we we played the best of our abilities, and I think when you do that, you've got a chance. If you, you know. Normally, you get seven or eight players out of out of the eleven who are who are on form. But when you get all the eleven, you know you're you're a difficult side to beat. So Chelsea might have had a little bit of an off day as well, but we won't mention that too much. But we um, we you know we we went down there. I wouldn't say full of confidence. I'd say we went down there to go and enjoy ourselves and 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 pit ourselves against you know a side that had not won uh, that had not lost at home. I think for for about eighteen months before that and. Um, you know, it was a great occasion and a fantastic day out for everybody. And then as soon as we were in the dressing room and only 2-1 down at half-time, we were thinking, you know, we're still in this cup tie. And, and, the, and the second half, we, we went on to obviously go and win the game. And it was, a, you know, just an amazing um, feat for a, for a club like us to go and do what we did.
1: Yeah. Of course, the next round was against Sunderland and uh, you scored as well. So uh, I think you scored a lot of goals in that FA Cup, in that run. I think you scored, I've got the stats up here, you scored in round one. Round two, round f- no, didn't score in round three. No, he did in round f- in the replay against Millwall, Chelsea, oh, and then yeah. Sunderland. So, you know, you're having good fun in the FA Cup that year for yourself.
0: Yeah, it was brilliant. Yeah, the, the FA Cup's um, been been quite good for me. I think I've got ten or eleven goals over my career in the FA Cup, and you know, always enjoyed um, the occasions. We're, we're still in the FA Cup at Harrogate, which is great. I think we've got Blackpool at home in the in the second round, so we've got a chance to to progress in that as well. So, yeah, it's it's. Um, Yes, it was a good year for me, and yeah, to get the goals was brilliant. I think I ended up finishing the top scorer in in the competition that year. I think joint with a, with a couple of others. Um, I think actually Paul Gallagher might have been another one. Um, so yeah, it was a good, it was a, a great run for us, and not just for me and and the lads playing. It was obviously a, you know a really big boost financially for the for the club as well that were that were struggling a bit.
1: Cool. I want to mention a player that I've spoken to on this podcast. Uh, Billy Clark, of course, was at Bradford at the time. He's now back at Bradford as well. Um, did you yeah. get along with him?
0: Yeah, really, really good pals with Billy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we with mutual friends with um, with Jordan Sinnott. So I, I yeah. saw him cool. um, quite a bit during it, during all that as well. So, yeah, yeah he's um, yeah top player. Very technically, you know, really gifted. Uh, and he's playing some brilliant stuff at Bradford at the minute. I think he scored yeah. the other night as well. He's um, Yeah, he's flying at the moment. So it's, it's good to see.
1: Was um was there ever an opportunity for you to join Bradford permanently? Because you know you had that you know them two loan spells there. Of course, Stuart McCall came in. You know, was he not, just not you know wanting to bring you in?
0: No, well, when I after the loan spells, Paul um, Patson was still still the manager, okay, sorry, yeah. It, it, yeah, it was just before I went to uh, Notts County, yeah. and I was I was desperate to sign. From you know everything was pretty much done and dusted. I presumed that was just what was going to happen, and then. They they wouldn't offer more than a year's contract. Um I think they've got they've, I think they might have had some sort of policy about age um with players and stuff. And you know, I, I was looking for more security and I know I was at the you know, past thirty and, you know, but I'd played I think the, the previous six seasons I'd played, you know over 35 games a season so I'm not as if I'm an injury risk you know so it was it was a tough one that because I was desperate to go back there but obviously for me security wise I I wanted two years and and that's the only reason I didn't go back really so you know Knox County offered me that and I went on to have four years there and played 150 games so it just shows that that policy is daft
1: yeah definitely you you can sort of say that is the most games you played for a club and um, also a lot of managers during that time as well because (laughs) probably had more managers than you ever, uh, ever had in your career combined at all the other clubs possibly because you know you had three managers in your first season before Kevin Nolan came in once again had a great career and he did okay at Notts County before you know whatever happened but you got in the playoffs during your time at Notts County so that must have been good
0: yeah brilliant yeah I mean, we went from one extreme to the other where, you know Kev came in and really studied the ship and he was you know superb um, manager and he was brilliant to work for Um and we, we got into the playoffs, narrowly missed out against Coventry. Um, and then the following season, um, you know, we, we were relegation. So it was, yeah, a, a weird turn of events. But yeah, it was a very turbulent time at, at the club. With We had different owners, like you say, a lot of different managers. Um, I think now they're just starting to... I know they had a, a disappointing, probably a disappointing point last night against Halifax, But they're... Um, they look like, structurally, for the club as a whole, it's looking a much better and, and, and more stable place now, which, which I'm pleased about because the staff and everything at, at the club, I've said it before, the, the top class, you know, all the office staff and everybody that works tirelessly there, they deserve some stability and, and don't want to be worrying about the, the jobs and the positions. So it's nice that they've got some owners in there now that look like they've got a long-term plan uh, and everything seems a bit more secure, so they just need a good run of results now and try and, try and get back into the into the Football League. Yeah.
1: And um, you know your next movie is where you're at now. Um, how did that sort of move come about? You know, at that time, did you feel you still had a lot to give? You know, you've just played a good amount of years in Notts County. Do you feel like you still wanted to play? You were never talking about retirement or anything. You just wanted to play on until you can.
0: Yeah, I felt fine. And obviously, like like I said before, injuries of touched would have been have been kind to me. I've, I've managed to play a lot of games and stay and keep myself fit and. Um, still enjoying playing my football. So, yeah, I was, I was certainly not thinking about, you know, calling it a day um, after I left uh, Notts County. So uh, Harrogate were, were the first club, really, that showed a real interest. Um, I got an email actually from um, their sort of head of recruitment, just asking if I'd be interested. And then we had discussions and, and everything. And, and again, the security thing, I was looking for a couple of years, which which they were happy to give me. Um and yeah, it just it happened very quickly. I went over and met the manager and, and the chairman, and, and really liked the story of the club. I, you know, I've done a bit of homework on some of the squad and, and the players, and and just saw a group of lads that were so hungry and desperate to go and play football league uh, and go and better themselves that it just felt like the perfect opportunity for me to go into a club where everybody's trying to drive on and really better their careers, and and I can kind of go and not just help with that, but but they helped me pushing my career on as well and, and make sure that I don't go into the latter stages just kind of coasting through training and, and not really fussed about games. I you know, I'll, I'll hang up my boots before I get that feeling. So it was a perfect opportunity, I think, for both.
1: Definitely. And of course, you helped them. You're still scoring the goals. Um, you mentioned you got two red, two red cars that season as well, but you helped them win promotion to the Football League for the first time in their history, um, winning at Wembley in front of Notts County or against Notts County. Um, Of course, no fans were there. Uh, What was that experience like? That must have been weird. Have you ever played at Wembley before that?
0: Yeah, no. So that was the first time. So it was was really strange, actually. Obviously, not just because of the fact that... um, there was no fans there, but to play against Knox County was obviously a strange yeah. um, scenario for myself, having just spent four years there and, and gone through a lot with the club and, and knowing how much it meant to everybody to get back into the football league, it was a, a little bit bittersweet, but um, the actual, the day itself and, and the performance of, of our set of lads was just incredible, you know, a, a really strong performance completely, um, deserved winners and, um, you know, the celebrations were fantastic afterwards and it was, um you know, a, a really special moment for me, and probably the, one of the highlights of my career, you know, to go and with a club and, and win promotion for the first time in a club's history. So, that football league is, is a huge achievement and one that I'm very, very proud of.
1: You know, you must be in good for yourself now, back in League Two. And, you know, you're 37 years old, sorry to bring your age up there. <laughs> um, <laughs> what is uh, What does the future hold for yourself? You know, coaching, I know you do your striking academy. Um, yeah. So, of course, currently that's, I'm sure, that's on hold at the moment. but uh, Yeah. What's uh, What's the future plan for yourself?
0: Uh, well, I'm not, I'm not sure at the minute. Obviously, yeah. my contract runs out at the end of the season, so I'll think I'll assess things. Um, you know, closer or after the season's finished, we'll see see how we get on, see how my body feels, see um, you know, the other things that I want to do. There's I've got other aspirations. I want to do a bit more studying. Um, with um, with some sort of sports degrees, and and I want to continue and start me continue my coaching. Uh, path and and do my A license in the summer and and get that going. So I've, I've got a lot of other things that I want to be on with. My, my striker academy has obviously um, been stopped since last Christmas. Um, so I'd, I'd stopped it before the end of last season, uh, just to focus on obviously the, the you know the latter stages of of the of the season. And then obviously everything happened with COVID and stuff. So it's been a, it's been on hold. But we'll look at probably getting that going again at some point. Um, so yes, yeah, so I've not really made the decision. I think I'm kind of uh i'm I'm still a little bit unsure which which way i'm gonna which way i'm gonna go whether i'm gonna carry on playing uh next season full time professionally or whether i drop down part time or whether i stop altogether I've, I've still got that decision to make i think
1: playing uh i think before we wrap up this I just wanna quickly throw some quick fire questions if that's okay with you um yeah uh, so, simple questions really. Um, in a while, I should have maybe sent these over before asking these ones. But uh, first question. Well,
0: you didn't did on purpose, did you?
1: Uh, you no, possibly. Possibly. <laughs> uh, well, the first question is um, who would you say is the best player you've played with during your career?
0: Played with? Yeah. Um, two guy at Blackburn yeah. Rovers. Um, by far, technically, just a magician. But probably the only other one that would come close, and obviously he's actually got an Ipswich. Um, is Evan Campo? He yes. was he he was magic as well. You know, re- and a really nice guy as well. Re- really nice guy to have around the dressing room.
1: Uh, next question is um, the best player you played against. So, of course, in your early days of your career in the Premier League, I'm sure you came up against some very big defenders.
0: Um, yeah, but. But me, actually, the toughest defender I played against isn't actually the biggest um, in stature. But um, Jamie Carragher was mm. one player who, al- although he didn't have the physical size, he, he seemed to know exactly where to be at the right time. You know, he'd, he'd, he'd know your runs before you were thinking about them yourself, and was a real sort of aggressive, uh, combative defender and, and really vocal and stuff as well. So I think he was probably, and I played him very early in my Premier League. Obviously, career and stuff. So I, I was, I was only young as well, so it probably intimidated me a little bit as well. So I think he was probably the the toughest uh, player I've played against.
1: What would you say is the best um, stadium the player? You know, you've played. Luckily, been able to play at all these, you know, Premier League stadiums. You know, of course, you've got an opportunity to play at Wembley. Unfortunately, no fans. But what sort of grounds stick out for you? Which grounds you would like playing at? Um...
0: Well, two really that have played at obviously one like you say Wembley to, to finally get a chance to play there was was special it just a shame it was empty um, but apart from that uh, the Highbury as well was a was a special um, stadium to play I mean we got battered every time we went there. I, think, <laughs> I think we played we played the Invincibles um, the the year there and I think got beat 4 0 or 4 um, 1 so although although it wasn't the most enjoyable the, the whole occasion and, and just how tight the pitch was the fans were right on top of it, a really small pitch it was just a, a real good atmosphere so um, I'd say that
1: and finally do, did you ever have or do you have any pre-match superstitions or anything you do before you go out
0: uh, I wouldn't say so now, the, the only thing that I probably do is I put I put the left ones on first so I put the left sock on left shin pad left boot and I don't know whether I, I, I might have probably not done it before but I, I always find myself putting the left on first so I don't know whether that's superstition or maybe I should try the right first to see if that does anything but um, yeah I think that's probably the only one I, I wouldn't say I'm a very superstitious person I, I don't really uh, buy into that really
1: and um, actually one more question I was going to ask um, back to you days, uh, who did you roommate during your time at the club
0: oh who did I room with uh, a few We didn't always stay yeah. the same person Um I was with Pim for a bit. Pim Balkenstein, remember yeah. him?
1: Yeah, I spoke to him yeah. for this podcast, actually. Did you?
0: Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I re- roomed with him a few times. Shane Supple, roomed with him a few times. Quinny, there's, there's been loads. We didn't ob- we didn't really stay um, one person. I was probably in with Tommy the most, I'd say. probably. Yeah, um, yeah pro- probably Tommy Miller was the majority of the times, but it, it changed a lot, around quite a bit.
1: Yeah. Did it change? Um, has it changed a lot with Harrogate now? Because, you know, a little bit lower down the pyramids and stuff you know do you have to travel on the day or is it lucky enough now Harrogate you know able to travel you know and go to a hotel and stuff like that
0: yeah it's still very professional actually yeah. I mean it's it's a very um, it's a club it's like a really kind of family room club so there isn't a lot of staff so you know the staff kind of do three or four jobs um, regarding us we you know we have a rota to changing all cleaning all the changing rooms we wash our own training kit we take our boots to games you know stuff like that we do which maybe you wouldn't do at a big, bigger club but um, apart from that, we, we our, our sort of pre-match routines and stuff are, are very similar to, to any top club. We'll go and stay over. We've got Leighton Orient away on Saturday, so we're going down on Friday. Um, so, so yeah, in, in that respect, know they're, they're very good. There's no there's no expense spared. They they, they really do look after us and give us every, every opportunity to go and perform. So, you know, they're they're really good in that respect. That's
1: pretty well. Well, John, best of luck for the season and thank you so much you. for coming on, my, my friend. Anything else you want to add? No,
0: that's absolutely fine. Nice speaking to you. From true crime
1: to football, Brexit to folkball, for more great podcasts from Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon.